Doctrine and Devotion is sponsored by our friends at Media Gradier. Media Gradier is a small nonprofit ministry that makes amazing documentaries and multimedia Bible studies. This week, we want to tell you about one of their projects, Puritan, All of Life to the Glory of God. This is a deluxe edition box set, so stay tuned for more details, or you can head on over to themeansofgrace.org. Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. So how's your up? Well, it's always good. Yeah, I guess at this point I'd be, yeah. Having fun over there? I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm having a great time. Tell right Greg now. I said hi. Well, Greg's not there right now. Oh, he's not there yet? Mm-mm. They're coming later? They're come, they come. Okay. Oh, oh, they actually come a week from when this drops. When this drops yeah. Okay. So they come on the 11th. Okay. Well, you're not there yet. I'm just trying to think. Like this is going to drop uh, November 4th. Yep. We're recording it early because yep. you're be not going to be here I'll doing be your job. Italy. You're going to be over there in southern Italy, tasting wine. Yep. You yep. should take a novel and read a novel. You should read a novel. I am. Over there. What are you going to take? Um, I don't know the name of it. No, I didn't look it up yet, but I saw. Um, I'll I'll give you one to read. I'll give, no, you don't, no. Let me let me give you a good one. A really good John Grisham novel takes place in Italy and all over the place. Okay, send it to me. Yeah, really cool. All it's right, a really good one. Me. All right, but yeah, I was gonna bring a, a novel for sure mm-hmm. and read it there and yeah. relax and yeah. I'm no, actually hoping to uh, if uh, uh, our good friends, you know, I want to figure out how to get some of these DVDs, right? Like so I could watch uh, from media. Do the digital Gratia. download. Yeah, do the digital download. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That's probably what I need to do because yeah. I was hoping to have something for the plane, you know? Yeah, be good. Yeah, be good. So um, what are we talking about today, Jimmy? Today, we are going to be talking about, uh, we're, fi- we're finishing up uh, chapter 21 of the 1689 uh, on Christian liberty. Ooh, paragraph three. Paragraph three. So I'll go ahead and read that. They who upon pretense of Christian liberty do practice any sin or cherish any sinful lust as they do thereby pervert the main design of the grace of the gospel to their own destruction. So they wholly destroy the end of Christian liberty, which is that being delivered out of the hands of all our enemies, we might serve the Lord without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our lives. Yeah, I like it. This good. This is a good one. So um, obviously this. This paragraph here gets into the issue of people using Christian liberty as a cover for sin. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, I usually, I most often only hear people saying that there's a problem with people using their liberty to cover for sin. I only hear that coming from people who are opposed to what we are doing in Christian liberty. I don't hear it enough coming from those who believe in Christian liberty and practice Christian liberty. Uh, yeah, those it, of us that that believe and practice it would w- should want to cherish and and honor it, yeah, respectfully. Yeah, so I guess my point is is like there are people that might take issue with what you're doing, and uh, and maybe you have the liberty to do what you're talking about, and they will say, hey, you're losing your liberty as a cover for sin. But there are also times in which people who uh, love liberty or at least claim to love liberty abuse it, sin in it. 
And we ought to be the ones calling each other out before yeah. anybody else. Yep. Like the Reformed tradition, who, in, you know, in our confessions, we talk about Christian liberty. We should be the most vocal in opposing ourselves when we see it happening in us. And we, I mean, the confession is really clear, right? Uh, they who, upon pretense of Christian liberty, do practice any sin or cherish any sinful lust. Like, so mm. you're using this doctrine, this truth of Christian liberty, as a cover for unrighteousness. Yeah, and what's really important that as as believers, as 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 well, even as Joe was talking about uh, in the Reformed tradition, mm-hmm. uh, as we we cherish and and love Christian liberty, we then shouldn't protect it by knowing what is sin, right? Knowing what is sin, what constitutes sin, uh, and seeking after righteousness. And so we look to Scripture yeah. to define these terms for us, right? Right. And, it's, and, and, and to define the terms, to, to lay out the details, to explore all of it, Scripture, if we get this wrong, Jimmy, if we mm-hmm. get like if we get it wrong, what, what is sin and what is righteousness? If we get that wrong, then we don't have any way of navigating the Christian life or uh, successfully anyways, or even um, enjoying Christian liberty. Uh, we, when we don't allow scripture alone to define sin and righteousness, uh, we're going to gravitate to something else. Yeah, we're going to uh, to traditions, right? Yep. Traditions uh, of the church or even just uh, man-made, man-made rules mm-hmm. of the church. Yeah, you know, so it's like, again, there are, uh, you know, it's one... Or even what culture tells us what's what's good and what's bad. Right, right. And so you, you, we, we can't let culture tell us that, uh, and we shouldn't let a church tell us that if... It isn't coming directly from the word mm-hmm. by way of necessary implication, if not something explicitly. So, you know, like there are people out there that are going to say, well, uh, like in the world, there are Christians that you're going to interact with that I'm, that I've interacted with who will say like, well, this, this habit, this thing that you're talking about right here, this thing that you're doing is a sinful activity. And the most you know, common and popular thing to be debated these days on this issue is probably drinking alcohol in yes. America and yeah. in the American church. Uh, smoking. Yeah, smoking, tattoos, whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, this is why we always say, make them show you chapter and verse. Mm-hmm. And then you at least have something to discuss. Right? They're either misinterpreting scripture or misapplying scripture, uh, but you at least or, or you might be wrong. Yeah, yeah, you could be wrong. So you want to engage at that level of scripture, so that now we have some, we're not just arguing past each other. We're not just you know yelling, uh, caps locking our tweets. Mm-hmm. We're actually engaging in what the scripture says, and that it is going to bear fruit. So scripture, you said, should be the thing that defines sin and righteousness. Mm-hmm. So what does godliness look like? I mean, the people that really get this wrong in the Bible are the Pharisees, right? Mm-hmm. And the Pharisees are the ones that are constantly getting this wrong, and Jesus calls them out for it all the time. But I think we also need to let Scripture define liberty then, right? Oh, I mean, of it's, course. It's it's not enough to uh, to say, well, we, you know, we I, I get sin and righteousness, and then we just kind of create our own understanding of liberty. You know, liberty, as the confession says, is something that Jesus purchased for us yeah. through his uh, death and resurrection. It is... It is something that protects us or frees us from the wrath of God, the, uh, the condemnation of God, uh, and even from the, uh, the dominion of the devil and sin. Uh, but it also frees us from the commandments of men. We are, we are not bound to obey them. We obey Scripture. And so uh, if we let Scripture define these mm-hmm. things, I think we're then in a really good position to begin navigating this issue and guarding ourselves from falling into the use of liberty as a cover for sin. 
Yeah. And I mean, and that's, that's the reality too, right? Is that there are individuals mm-hmm. that, uh, are using their Christian liberty as mm-hmm. a cover for their sin. And when they are doing that, I think, uh, there's, there's two ways, there's two things that, that are going on, mm-hmm. right? Or that could be happening, right? Right. One is they, they could be just, misfiring theologically they have they right. don't understand what it is that they're that they're reading right they don't right. understand what it is that that they're applying there um and they're just off base yeah, some people get things we all get it wrong yeah. right and when you misfire theologically or doctrinally it is oftentimes the case that that will have a misfire in your piety mm-hmm. or in the, the outworkings practically of that so that's definitely one of the possibilities and then secondly it could be you know what? Someone's just ignoring truth that they already know. They know it to yeah. be, right? They know that they shouldn't be, and they're just blatantly going against it. Okay, I'll be honest. I think that's what we do most of the time. Yeah. I think most of us know I shouldn't be doing this thing, mm-hmm. uh, but we use liberty as a cover for it intentionally. I think there are times when it's a misfire, mm-hmm. but mm, even as I look at my so, life, yeah. I tend to justify my sinful actions. So, so then, what are some? What would be some of those examples then of uh, using yeah. liberty? Yeah. Well, it's interesting. I've 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 heard it uh, from some friends that have gone to certain uh, churches or schools, right? Where they where they, they had seen this particular example. Um, well, uh, I can drink. The Bible allows me to drink, and the Bible doesn't really give you a really hard concrete specific definition of what drunkenness is so uh, therefore i can kind of get drunk you know I, I can basically i can i can get my swerve on i can get it you know i can get uh i, I mean i'm not in, in other words it's almost like they they push the definition of drunkenness to blackout <laughs> so mm. as long as i'm not blacked out i'm not drunk and clearly that's not the biblical picture but yeah i i've seen people in the reform tradition justify uh drunkenness with mm. uh with saying like that well you know it's uh I've got liberty here. Yeah. I can drink. And wine makes the heart merry, which is true, does. So uh, the more wine, the more merry. Yeah, you know, I mean, who doesn't want a merry, merry, merry Christmas, right? So I'm just going to, you know, I got, I got my thing. And so we would, of course, want to be cautious about that. Yeah. And we're very careful about that. Uh, most of you know that, that Jimmy and I enjoy bourbon in particular, or Miller Lite, you know, if we're going to have a beer. But... Uh, but we're very disciplined with that. Like we will, we know how much we can drink and we know what will lead us into trouble. Um, in fact, in fact, there was a, there was a time when I was drinking bourbon and I wasn't getting drunk, but I was just drinking it too often. Mm-hmm. I was drinking it. Too, I was just kind of drinking it. If it was there, I would drink it. And uh, I didn't give it much thought. I wasn't thoughtful with it. I wasn't careful with it. And so I just stopped drinking for a while. I just, I told my wife, I said, you know what? If we have bourbon in the house, I tend to drink it. Like, so what, like, why am I doing that? Like if, if it's like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm going to have a drink. And so it wasn't that I was getting drunk, but I just didn't like that. It seemed to be it became It became habitual. habitual. Yeah, yeah. It became compulsive. I didn't like that. Yeah. And so yeah, I, I remember just, that time. Yeah, put it away. Actually, there was been a couple times you've you said to yourself, ah, "I'm just going to check and make sure, watch my heart on this." Yeah, and so um, I put that away. With, I don't know, nine months, something like mm-hmm. that. And then, uh, and now, of course, you know, my uh, my wife might have taken a bartending class recently, so she knows how to make a lot of mm-hmm. stuff. And so we have more alcohol in the house than ever, but I actually seldom drink yeah. I, I might have it would probably you know how good i am with averages mm-hmm. uh, but realistically <laughs> i probably have maybe one or two drinks a week 
Yeah. When I'm at home, it's just, uh, it's not that often. So uh, it's better to be careful, yeah. right? And you don't want to use your liberty to go into that particular sin. Yeah. And I mean, the others that I've seen and, and at times have uh, uh, needed to repent of is that the Bible doesn't forbid specific words. So, well, like what words? No, no, no. Well, they no. don't. Spe- they don't forbid specific words. Well, I'm not going to be sharing so, some of these words. Well, there aren't any because they don't forbid them. Well, I'm not going to share. I think we all can understand. Oh, the, 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 the you language. mean like the F word? Sure. Okay. Forgiveness. The, the S word. Simpleton. No. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. So we say okay. The the Bible doesn't specifically you know forbid them. So. I can be as careless, you know, I, I yeah. can just be careless with my words. I can be as crass as I want to be. Yeah. The Bible doesn't say anything about specific. And yeah, I've seen that, you know, and. Uh, and I've had to repent of that. Yeah. yeah weekly after every elders meeting. So Stop what, it. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> see how, see, when I lie about you on mm-hmm. air, I then say I'm kidding. Yeah. So, so that, that people yeah. know you don't do that. You just leave everybody, leave so me then, hanging Yeah, yeah when I kid okay. and I let people know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I, I definitely have seen that. And I do think that there are different contexts in, that allow us to use different kinds of language. You know, if you're talking to your kids versus your wife versus a group of men versus a group of women mm-hmm. versus a congregation. Um, but, yeah, I mean, clearly uh, we are to be careful with our speech, with yep. the words that we use. Yep. Or, or the, the big principle, right, like the sort of like the, the sort of the catch all thing is, well, I've already been forgiven and we've all done this. I've been yeah. forgiven. I've been liberated from the curse of of the law. I've been delivered from God's condemnation. Yeah. So now I'm 007. Yeah. Licensed to thrill. Ill. Oh, ill. It's even better. That's yeah, even better. It's like a little Beastie Boys reference. Um, and so then we sin, and every one of us has done that. Yeah. Every one of us has yeah. done that where we're like, we're in the midst of temptation, and we're trying to resist it, and then we go, you know what? I'm God will forgive me after. I, I'm, I'm, I'm already justified, so I'm just going to do it. Uh, which is, in that case, you were abusing our liberty. Yeah. Right? We read about it in the scripture. You know, sexual sin is oftentimes forgiven. Mm-hmm. In our minds, we think like, I'm forgiven, so I'm going to go ahead and do this thing. And the problem with this that the confession points out is that when we do this, when we when we use our liberty as a cover for sin, we wind up perverting the purpose of grace and we destroy yeah. the point of liberty. Yeah. And that's what it says, right? No, exactly. I mean, it says, uh, con- the confession continues, as they do thereby pervert the main design of the grace of the gospel to mm-hmm. their own destruction, mm-hmm. so they wholly destroy the end of Christian liberty. And so we see, okay, what is then? You know, when we do abuse it, we're perverting the mm-hmm. purpose and grace and destroy the point of that liberty, which is what? Not to lead to more sin, mm-hmm. but to holiness. Yeah. Yeah. I would see, like, most of the time, I don't know that we who enjoy Christian liberty think that liberty should lead to holiness. I don't. Yeah, we, it's I, like, that, we just think, oh, liberty that. ends with the enjoyment of the gift. Yeah. Instead yeah. Thank of, you, no. thank you, thank you, Lord, for allowing me to do this. Yeah. Instead of like, oh wow, I'm going to enjoy this gift to the glory of God, yeah. whether like Spurgeon said in smoking a cigar, um, or enjoying uh, for those people who like scotch, a single malt scotch, yep. um, or a piece or two of chocolate cake. Right. What, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. you got to say, like, I'm going to do this in faith for the glory of God. Mm-hmm. I mean, and here's the thing. The idea that it would destroy the purpose or the end, as it says, of Christian liberty. If you truly love this gift, then you will want to use it properly. That's you won't right. want to abuse it. If the if you're not concerned about Christian liberty getting tainted and beat up, then you don't understand it. Like, it's a gift from mm-hmm. God. You know, we can, and we're going to talk about this, but we can now serve the Lord without fear because of this liberty and you are jacking it 
up. And I think one of the things, oh, I'm sorry, Jimmy. No, no, no. I mean, I was going to just talk about one of the things you don't want to jack up is you don't want to miss out on the opportunity to grab some of these great DVDs from Media Gratia. You know what? Uh, Media Gratia is also. Yeah, Gratia. Yeah, Gratia. Hey, guys, why don't you use more Latin? (laughs) That that won't make it complicated for people. Hey, Media Gratia. Yeah, Gratia. Stop that. (laughs) <laughs> well, this this week we're we're offering uh, their series on the Puritans called yes. Puritan All of Life to the Glory oh, of God. That's the one I want to watch in it. I want to watch it with me. It is the deluxe edition box set. Now, what this is, uh, this is a great on-ramp for Christians who maybe aren't as familiar with the Puritans like Jimmy yeah. uh, Thanks. Cool, to cool, begin cool, cool, cool. to interact with them. Uh, and here's what's going to happen. You, if you start to read these things, not only are you going to, or listen to these things and watch these things, not only are you going to get an education uh, you're uh, about the Puritans. You're going to get also a biblical theological education, and it's going to make you want and be able to pick up books by the Puritans and read them. Jimmy, what comes in this package? Oh, this is this is good. This this package is six DVDs. It's mm. a feature length documentary. Oh. Lots of special features. Thirty five Sunday school lessons on Puritan biographies and Puritan themes. There's an accompanying workbook for the lessons. There's a cloth bound book from Joel Beakey and Michael Reeves. <gasps> Joel Beakey's Joel the Beakey's and posters and, and postcards, other things as well. The film's going to uh, be featuring Al Mohler, Conrad, M- Kanye. I didn't say Kanye. Oh, I thought you said Kanye. I said Conrad. I like, oh, wow. Jeff Glory for me. Man, central. there's tons. Ian Hamilton, Jeremy Walker, Packer, Beaky, MacArthur, Piper, Snyder, DeYoung, Riken, Duncan, Dever, Reeves, Butterfield, Ferguson, Nichols, Lawson. Wow, I noticed you read all the men, but you left off Gloria Furman. No, I said Gloria no, Furman. No, you didn't. I did. Nope. I did. You left I her off intentionally. Jeff, no, I didn't. Thanks a lot. Oh, is that because you just get a MacArthur this thing? You don't no. want her on there talking Stop. because no, that's I, what you did. That's not funny. Now, uh, now there, the lessons that are in this thing are by some of the guys listed above uh, and 11 other men like Michael Haken, Mark Jones, uh, Jason Meyer, uh, including the session introducing 17th century particular Baptist covenant theology by Jeremy Walker. Now, Jimmy, mm. this thing... Is one hundred fifty dollars? That's what it retails for. Okay, that's it? The, it. So you get all of that for one hundred fifty bucks. That's pretty good. But Media Gradier right now is selling it for one fifteen. That's an amazing deal, right there, guys. Go head on. No, not yet. Wait. Don't go yet because you get Why? a discount for being a D and D listener. Guess what the code is? Um, Devo. It is. It is Devo. If you use the promo code Devo, you'll save an additional $10. That means you get the whole thing for 105 bucks. Wow. To get that, you go to themeansofgrace.org. Go there and uh, or follow the link from our show notes. It'll take you directly there. And uh, yeah, man, they got, they're selling all kinds of, they got soft goods, t-shirts, things like that of all these Puritans, including Baptists like Keech and Kiffin. So you want to get in on the goods, the means of grace. Dot org. Boom. So, Jimmy, let's get back to this thing. The, the, the purpose, you said the purpose of grace and mm-hmm. liberty is not sin, but Correct. holiness. Right? Holiness, yep. And that's what it says in the confession, right? Yeah, it continues on that. Being delivered out of the hands of all our enemies, we might serve the Lord without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our lives. Not just some of the days. Not just some, but all, the, all every of, of the days. Every of the days. Now, because we have been delivered, because we have been set free, mm-hmm. we can serve the Lord. I mean, think about that. You are unworthy of serving the Lord. Yeah. You have no business serving the Lord. Look at, look at you. 
And I'm not looking at Jimmy. Yeah, I was I'm saying, looking at, man, I'm looking at you. I'm looking at you listeners. None of you guys are qualified to serve the Lord. You're a you're a big mess, just like me, just like Jimmy. And yet, that's a part of what redemption is. God redeems us and yeah. fits us to serve him, but we serve him without fear. I mean, think about that. Think of the servants of, of kings or of presidents or just of, of, of employers, how many of them serve or work for someone in fear. Like, yeah. like they're constantly waiting for the hammer to get dropped on them. They're just waiting because they've got a tyrant of a boss. Mm. You know, people that come, you know, people that walk into the warehouse mm. or mm-hmm. the factory and just start screaming at everybody and everybody's like, oh no. Can you imagine what that would be like, Jimmy? Well, no, no. I, 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 I'm probably the guy on the other end. Oh, you're the guy that comes in and they would kick <laughs> no, it in the no, door. The guy the you start thing. yelling before the door is even all the way open. <laughs> I start yelling over the phone before, I'm like while I'm driving there. Well, I know one person you're probably yelling at. I'm just going to leave it at that. I can imagine. <laughs> I can imagine why he would be yelling. Now, listen, uh, but we serve the Lord without fear. I mean, that's the, that's, yeah. that's the freedom, man. Like God just delights in our obedience. And, and when we fail, he forgives. Uh, holiness and righteousness before him all of our days. What are some scripture passages, Jimmy, that, that you think of when we think about the purpose of grace and liberty? Yeah, I think of Galatians 5.13, right? So, mm. For you are called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh. So it's not to lead to more mm-hmm. sin, right? Hey, dummies, stop doing that. Yeah. But through love, serve one another. And so mm-hmm. as Joe was talking about, or we've been talking about, it should be leading us to holiness and, and righteousness. And part of that is our love, how we lovingly serve our fellow brothers and sisters. Right? Yeah. And so we are called to that freedom and we have this liberty. And with that, then we're still then called to serve. I mean, godliness is maybe, I think most of the time is reflected in our relationships with each other. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's not exclusively, of course, because there, you know, there's stuff just between us and the Lord, but what you can generally see most of the time is going to be those, you know, how we interact are those one another passages, you know, the great commandment, loving God and loving neighbor as ourselves. And so if your freedom isn't moving you to love each other, then you haven't got a good grasp on freedom, or maybe better, freedom does not have a good grasp on you. What? What? Boom! Tweet that. Tweet that. Tweet that. Tweet that. <laughs> yeah, man, what, for what, sure. Yeah, what are some passages you think of? Well, I think of too many, Jimmy, to name oh. all of them, of course, well, then I'll, uh, because I'll, I'll of my encyclopedic it. Then I'll brain. go ahead and do no, another I'll, one. I'll, I'll do it. I'll go oh, okay. the, the one that I have down here is uh, Romans 6. <laughs> I was like, you're going to play that game? Fine, I'm taking it. Romans 6, 1 through 4. (laughs) What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too Mm. might walk in newness of life. Our freedom should lead to a new kind of living. And listen, the world makes excuses for their behavior, right? The world justifies their actions. The devil tempts Eve by by justifying the actions. Well, if you do this, mm-hmm. you're going to be like God. And the Christian, though, understands that our liberty was obtained for us by Jesus, who died and rose from the dead so that we would spiritually die and rise and live life in that in that newness that he has given us, in that resurrection power. And that's something that I I, I think most of us, and I know I need to think yeah. of very soberly, right? Just because you're not going to get caught and God has forgiven you. Yes. I mean, 
I know that we'd use that. We, we use that thing. Well, I'm, nobody knows. I'm not hurting anybody. And I'm just, uh, just kind of doing my thing. When the reality is uh, your, your sins have hurt someone. Even if no one else in your family knows, even if you haven't mm-hmm. uh, laid hands on somebody, your personal private sin has hurt someone and it has hurt Christ on the cross. He paid for that. He, I mean, you, you, you created the most damage possible with that sin that nobody knows about mm. because Jesus paid for it. So it's not that it hasn't hurt anybody. It's that you don't care that it has hurt your Lord. That's no. the problem. That's yeah. my problem when I'm indulging in any particular sin. So the purpose of grace and the purpose of liberty, I mean, big picture is the glory of God. Yeah. Right. And then smaller picture, more specific is, is, is a life of godliness and holiness. And that's really one of the primary ways that we glorify God, right? Yeah. By, by doing what he calls us to do. And the, the reason that that glorifies God is because when people can see aspects of godliness, right, when they can see godliness in our lives, obedience in our lives, then they're getting a picture of things, right? They're getting a picture of the will and the ways of God. They're getting a picture of the character of God in that sense, right? Because these communicable attributes are, are being seen. But they're also getting a picture of God's redeeming work and power, right, that he sets people free now we're recording this around the time that kanye's new album just came mm-hmm. out just i think a day ago yeah and um good album have you listened to it yet not yet not yeah because you don't care but no, uh, i just haven't had time i know you've been busy <laughs> so uh it's actually i actually like it quite a bit um and it's it's a very explicitly uh christian album and one of the things that is clear in the lyrics and one of the things that's been clear in his testimony so far is this idea of freedom i've been set free from my idols I've been liberated. Um, and he, he keeps hitting that theme. And, and, and what Kanye is tying it to is the glory of God reflected in the decisions that we make. Hmm. So I, I, listen, people are all, all out there debating about the state of Kanye's soul. And well, if I'm just basing it on what he has said and what I have seen in the album, I'm going to say, sounds like a Christian to me. Uh, but yeah, with any, con- with any convert, I'm always waiting to see, like, okay, let's see how this plays yeah, out. Fruit. But I'm always excited for them, yeah. and I'm rejoicing, and I'm praying, and uh, got nothing else to say. But let's, uh, you know what? Kanye's reflecting something pretty good there. Mm-hmm. Right? He's celebrating the liberty that he has in Jesus, knowing that Jesus is the one that purchases uh, freedom and liberty for sinners. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You could follow us online on Instagram or Twitter at Doc and Diva or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the website, drdevotion.com. There you can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast or hit up the store, joefostore.com, and grab some gear. You know what they should do after they hit up the store for, for our gear? What's that? They should go to Media Gradier. Media Gradier is going to have the goods for them. Go get in on that Puritan box set thing. Just go to themeansofgrace.org. Fresh Pod every Monday and Thursday. Blog post on Wednesdays. Later. Later.